Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. For over 175 years, four purposes have defined Hillsdale's mission, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to our brothers and sisters at Hillsdale for their great sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Welcome, it is the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, the Twitter Files new news coverage, ABC. Still a big whopping zero minutes of coverage. CBS still a zero. Yes, a whopping zero minutes of coverage. NBC News, another big zero minutes of coverage. But no, no, no. The media is not biased. I promise. The media is totally honest, completely transparent when it comes to Twitter files. Now, we have new Twitter files that have come out. All right. And we're going to get into those. But I want to lay back, go backwards to just how corrupt Twitter was with the deep state and the FBI, because a lot of people don't actually understand these hardcore connections here. We now know that Twitter employed not just a gang of American spies leading up to the 2020 election, but a gang of spies at the highest level of our spying apparatus within the deep state of the United States government. Twitter loved hiring former spies right out of the government where they spied together. They loved getting people from the intelligence community specifically leading up to the 2020 election. That according to the seventh release of the Twitter files that came out. Now, among the ex-spies who worked for Twitter was a guy by the name of James Baker. You may remember that name because James Baker is the FBI's former general counsel. He's kind of a big deal. You may remember the name James Baker because he was, in fact, one of the key participants in pushing for the 2016 Russian hoax investigation into Donald Trump, who was then the president. I'll say it again. This guy was a big deal. He was a really big deal. If you don't believe me, let me just give you another headline from the Wall Street Journal. FBI took Michael Sussman's allegations of Trump-Russia ties seriously. Former official testify. Yeah, that's their headline. The Bureau's ex-general counsel says lawyers about civic motion spurred interest in his ultimately unsupported evidence of ties between Russian, the Russian bank and Donald Trump's company in 2016 that he knew was made out of thin air. Now, you got to understand something. The FBI, and this has nothing to do with where we're going with this, with, with Joe Biden and Hunter Biden, okay? This is a completely different scandal. The FBI knew from the very first meeting with Hillary Clinton's campaign lawyer, that they were being lied to. They knew when that campaign lawyer met with them, claiming that he was not representing any candidate, that he was lying to them. They didn't care because all they wanted to do was stop you from picking the candidate they didn't like. That is what they understood from the very beginning. 
The deep state understood that when they were investigating Donald Trump for Russia collusion and when they were giving information to liberals on Capitol Hill like Adam Schiff, that it was all total crap. They did it anyway. They were trying to overthrow the will of the people. That's called a coup. And if you go back to the article from the Wall Street Journal, a former top FBI lawyer said the agency would have treated allegations connecting the Trump campaign to Russia more skeptically if their source, lawyer Michael Sussman, had told the Bureau he was coming forward on behalf of clients that included Hillary Clinton's presidential campaign and the Democratic National Committee. All right. How stupid do they think we are? Because I don't believe that the bureau at this level is stupid i think they're brilliant i think they're coordinated i think the deep state plays at a whole nother level of intellect they're not dumb they didn't get bamboozled that day when michael sussman walked in their office they knew exactly who he was they knew exactly who he was representing and if they didn't they could just spy on them like they spy on every other conservative it's not hard right the same way they spied on donald trump's campaign But this testimony that happened back in May of this year came at that criminal trial of Mr. Sussman, the first from special counsel John Durham in that three-year probe into how the FBI handled allegations of ties between the Trump campaign and Russia in 2016. What we know is that the immediately the FBI said, if you remember back in the day, internally that this was obvious. That this was user-generated. That's how they described it. User-generated. And what does that mean if you've never heard that term before? It means the guy who's bringing you this information didn't actually get it from somebody. He created it out of thin air. That's what user-generated means. They knew at the FBI that the dossier into Donald Trump and the Steele dossier and all of this was a lie. They knew immediately that there was no connection from this alpha bank in Russia and Donald Trump's company. There was no secret back channel communications through servers. They checked into it and they also then knew once they checked in it that there was nothing there, but it didn't matter. They wanted to overthrow the will of the American people. This is what the deep state does. This is what the CIA does. If you've ever watched, by the way, and I would encourage you to watch Narcos on Netflix. Mr. Producer's probably laughing right now because he's like, yes. You notice that the way that they played the CIA and what was happening down when they were going after the, the drug cartels was basically a level of psychotic narcissism that I've, that, that, that I've witnessed only from people that think they are more brilliant and more powerful than anybody else. The CIA was actually basically screwing over the DEA on a regular basis. The CIA wanted to overthrow people and wanted to pull strings, and that's how they got off on their power. Now, what happens when you're out of the game, right? You go through detox, you go through depression, or you get paid and you keep doing what you were doing before. That's apparently exactly what all the ex-spies were doing that went to work for Twitter. They were still in the game. That's why James Baker, the former FBI general counsel, who was a key participant in pushing the 2016 Russian hoax against Donald Trump, loved going and working at Twitter. 
Baker, James Baker, left the FBI in 2018. And what did he do? He went to a far-left Brookings Institute. So don't tell me the guy wasn't biased when he was at the FBI. You can only get a job at the Brookings Institute if you're a woke, crazy liberal. Where else did he go? Where you go get paid if you're a hardcore leftist, CNN. That's where he went right after his departure from the FBI. Then, opens up, right? Twitter calls and says, hey, man, you're the former general counsel of the FBI. We worked with you, loved working with you. Why don't you come take a job over here at Twitter? And there it was. He became the deputy general counsel and vice president of legal. That according to his own LinkedIn account. Now, during his tenure, he played a key role in suppressing the New York Post story on Hunter Biden, the laptop from hell. So let's just go backwards real quick. FBI former general counsel frames a president of the United States of America for crimes he knew he didn't commit, knew the Russian hoax was crap and did it anyway, allowed for him to be impeached by the Democratic Party who created the manifesto in the beginning to overthrow the will of the people. And they sat back at the FBI and they watched a sitting president get impeached over information that they had already internally marked as user-generated, meaning this is crap and a lie, and they did it on purpose. So he does that, bam, gets out, goes to CNN, bam, goes to Brookings Institute, gets paid, bam. Then he goes to Twitter, and now he can read everybody's messages. He can silence people, censor people, get people kicked off of Twitter. Hell, for all we know, probably was reading the direct messages of all the people on Twitter. During his tenure, he played a key role in suppressing that big story that could change and alter the outcome of an election. Of course he's going to do this on the Hunter Biden laptop story. He already did it against Donald Trump to make sure they tried to overthrow the will of the people. He tried to literally be facilitate a coup in the United States of America. Why would he not why why would he not block this story on Hunter Biden? It's his team. He's a hardcore lefty. As of 2020, you want to know how many people from the deep state were working at Twitter? There were so many former FBI employees, top level, that they actually had their own chat. They had their own private Slack channel, which is like a chat room that they could all talk to. It was called BU Alumni, referring to the FBI and the Bureau. Working at Twitter, they created their own private channel, and a crib sheet to onboard new FBI arrivals. You leave Twitter, you leave the FBI, you come right on over to Twitter. Former general counsel of the FBI, Baker played that central role in making the case internally for that investigation of Donald Trump, even though he knew that it was all crap. And Baker wasn't the only former senior FBI executive to get involved in the Trump investigation to go to Twitter either. We now know from these Twitter files that Don Burton, the former deputy chief of staff to the FBI head, guy by the name of James Comey, who initiated the investigation of Trump, joined Twitter in 2019 as, quote, director of strategy. Let me let me just say that again. This is a really important person. This is a really important point. Everybody write this down. Okay, because this is important. 
You've got the guy that's the former chief of staff to James Comey. We know how corrupt James Comey was. We know that James Comey was an individual that wanted to take down Donald Trump. He was a part of the deep state. We know that he knew that, that the Russian hoax story was a, a hoax. He also knew that the Hunter Biden laptop was real. And what did he do? Not a damn thing. Miranda Devine put it this way. She said the difference between the KGB and the FBI is the FBI pays private companies millions of dollars to suppress dissent. Is she wrong? I mean, think about what Miranda Devine just said there. The difference between the KGB and the FBI is the FBI pays private companies millions of dollars to suppress dissent. If that's not the deep state, I don't know what is. And that's exactly what this is. It is all corruption at the highest level. I want to play for you, by the way, real quick, Miranda Devine talking about how much money was being paid. Your tax dollars. Not a little bit of money, a lot of money. The FBI was paying Twitter $3.4 million to actually censor and silence conservative Americans. It was pretty clear that there was really a psychological operation uh, being conducted against Twitter executives by the FBI so that when our story came up in October of 2020 that they would recognize it immediately as a Russian hack and leak operation because they'd been warned uh, for weeks by FBI exactly what to look for. In fact, to look for uh, this operation in October and that it would mm. involve Hunter Biden. Uh, and remember that the FBI was paying Twitter uh, $3.4 million they gave them to help censor Americans and particularly our story three weeks before the election. FBI was paying a private company to silence conservatives. To silence a narrative. That's not all we know. We also now know that Don Burton, who was the former chief of staff of the FBI head, James Comey, who initiated the investigation of Trump, joined Twitter as their director of strategy. What was her strategy? To push out propaganda and agenda and to silence conservatives. What these Twitter files show is that the FBI wanted to share information with Twitter employees and the, and the information they wanted to share to Twitter employees required a top secret security clearance, not a problem. Twitter said, hey, we've got your guys over here, the FBI guy, Baker, bring it on. And that's how the FBI and all the FBI former employees worked together, warning before the 2020 election that the Russian disinformation campaign, quote, could happen. Bam! Hunter Biden laptop story drops. What happens? Not a damn thing, but they silence it, shut it down, and they wouldn't even let you share it in direct messages. In fact, they use technology to silence conservatives that shared an authentic and real article. A real news story, they treat it the same way as someone sharing child pornography. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. I will get your phone calls in here as well. 1-877-381-3811. 1-877-381-3811. You can send me a message on Twitter, Facebook, Parler, Getter. It's Ben Ferguson or Ben Ferguson Podcast there. More coming up. Mark Levin.
Folks, our friends at Hillsdale College wish you and yours a happy and blessed Christmas and a healthy and prosperous New Year. Since Hillsdale's founding in 1844, it's taught its students by precept and example the teachings and practices of the Christian faith. The college continues the mission in its classrooms and nationwide through its educational outreach efforts. So this Christmas season, my friends at Hillsdale want to thank you, dear listener, for your kindness toward the college. They prepared a special video featuring their sacred music choir singing O Little Town of Bethlehem in their beautiful Christ Chapel at the heart of the campus. When you visit hillsdale.edu slash Christmas, that's hillsdale.edu slash Christmas, you can see and hear the choir and view many other free resources to help you celebrate the season. I promise it'll be uplifting and inspiring for you and your family. That's hillsdale.edu slash Christmas. Welcome back. It is the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. Tonight, nice to be with you if you just joined us. We are talking about the Twitter files. These files now show that the FBI was desperate to share information with Twitter employees. They could only share the information with Twitter employees that had, quote, top secret security clearance. Not a problem, because FBI had all of these top people from the FBI working for them. The FBI knew that there was a big story that was going to break before the 2020 election. They knew the story was real, and they knew that they couldn't allow Donald Trump to win another four-year term. So when the Post, the New York Post, dropped that first Hunter Biden laptop story, what happened? The FBI, working with their former top people at the FBI, who now work at Twitter, immediately, immediately started their internal Twitter communication saying that the Hunter Biden materials were either faked, hacked, or both, and a violation of Twitter policy. That is what former FBI... James Baker, the same guy that sold you and the same guy that went after Donald Trump trying to overthrow the American people, a coup attempt on you as a voter when he was working for your government at the FBI, goes to Twitter and he does the same damn thing. He knew the story was real. He was at the FBI. He had friends of the FBI. He had top secret security clearance. He knew the Hunter Biden laptop story, which they'd had for over a year at that point, was real. What did he say while working at Twitter? Quote, over and over again, the Hunter Biden materials were either faked, hacked, or both in a violation of Twitter policy, so take it down. I've got a lot more on this story. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. Much more coming up. Folks, our friends at Hillsdale College wish you and yours a happy and blessed Christmas and a healthy and prosperous New Year. Since Hillsdale's founding in 1844, it's taught its students by precept and example the teachings and practices of the Christian faith. The college continues the mission in its classrooms and nationwide through its educational outreach efforts. So this Christmas season, my friends at Hillsdale want to thank you, dear listener, for your kindness toward the college. They prepared a special video featuring their sacred music choir singing O Little Town of Bethlehem in their beautiful Christ Chapel at the heart of the campus. 
When you visit hillsdale.edu slash Christmas, that's hillsdale.edu slash Christmas, you can see and hear the choir and view many other free resources to help you celebrate the season. I promise it'll be uplifting and inspiring for you and your family. That's hillsdale.edu slash Christmas. Liberty's voice, Mark Levin. Talk with that voice now, 877-381-3811. So this is the first time I have filled in for the great one, Mark Levin, since Twitter has been owned by Elon Musk. And Mr. Producer, can I just say it's actually fun that people can find us now? Have you noticed this? It's it's unbe- it's unbelievable. Like I just went to during the break to see what you guys were writing to me on Twitter. Most of the time it was like maybe one one hundredth of what I'm seeing so far in the last few minutes. So this is just fun for me. You can follow me at Ben Ferguson Show on Twitter. Uh, and uh, there's some of you making comments. I will read them all during the break. I can promise you that. All right, I want to get back to the. And at Rich Cementa, you can also uh, follow Mr. Producer there. It's nice. You can actually find us now. Like, it's amazing what happens when the commies aren't running Twitter. All right. I want to get back to these Twitter files, and I have a lot of notes. So I'm going to go through these. Um, This is what you need to be talking about, by the way, with your family and friends over the holidays. So they understand just how corrupt... Social media is. I have no doubt, by the way, that what we are finding out about Twitter, because of the bravery of Elon Musk to risk it all to show and give us transparency, is I have no doubt it's no different than what we are seeing and what we would see at Facebook. I have no doubt that exactly what was happening at Twitter was happening at Facebook and Google. I have no doubt that it's happening at YouTube. The federal government and the deep state uses the media, and this has happened all over the world with the CIA, to plant and push out fake stories and fake ideas to influence and change the outcome of elections. That is exactly what the FBI was doing. That is exactly what they were doing with impeachment. And that's exactly what they are doing now with with, with the Hunter Biden story when it broke. You come in before, you go to YouTube, you go to Google, you go to Twitter, right? You go to Facebook and you say, hey, we got a story that's going to break. Well, there's a chance a story could break. Sorry, let's, let's make sure we you know, get the BS right here. There's a chance it could break and it could be Russian disinformation. They knew the Russian disinformation idea they would latch on to. It gave them you know, plausible deniability to that the only reason why they were trying to suppress... The story is because we were just trying to make sure that the, that the elections weren't influenced, when in fact, that's exactly what they were doing. They were influencing our elections. Baker immediately comes out, former FBI top guy, top guy at Twitter, and says over and over again that the Hunter Biden materials were either faked, hacked, or both. And then we find out that when Elon Musk was releasing the Twitter files back in uh, you know, early December, he was fired. Baker was fired by Elon Musk for his possible role in the suppression of information important to the public dialogue, Mark tweeted on December the 6th. Musk's statement appeared to reference Baker's suppression of the Twitter file. So this guy never gave up. Like, I got to give him credit for that. I mean, at least he was going down swinging. Even after Elon Musk was 
in charge of the company. Baker's like, nope, I'm not giving up. I'm going to keep pushing my narrative and the deep state's narrative, and I'm going to suppress the information of the Twitter files, which reveal that Twitter violated, in my opinion, the First Amendment as well as campaign finance laws. I believe they did both here. But this isn't the only ex-spy that was working at Twitter to alter the outcome of our elections. Don Burton, also another ex-spy. The Twitter files have exposed as a former member of the intelligence community that was employed by Twitter. Burton, you want to know who he was? He was the former deputy chief of staff, big high up guy, to the FBI director, James Comey. He's the one that was there who initiated that 2016 Russian hoax investigation. Burton would have been close to the FBI's Hillary Clinton email investigation due to her connection with James Comey and the agency's investigation to Russian interference in the 2016 elections. So all of the big controversies since 2016, these guys weren't just in them. They were orchestrating them. They were pulling the strings. Again, step back for a moment and say to yourself, holy crap, in America, this is what's happening. So my question is, what were they doing before 2016? What were they doing in 15 and 14 and 13 and 12 and 11 and 10 and 9 and 8 and 7 and 6 and 5 and 4 and 3 and 2? What were they doing when we were in a war in Iraq and Afghanistan? What were they doing when George Bush was president or when Bill Clinton was president or when, especially when Barack Obama was president? These guys from the deep state, Burton, former chief of staff, Runs over to Twitter, get a payday in 2019. You want to know what his title was? He was, quote, the senior director of strategy and operations for the legal, public policy, and trust and safety organizations. That's what it says on LinkedIn. In other words, this guy speaks, everyone listens. In September of 2019, Twitter also employed James Comey. So James Comey, the former FBI director we also went in 2016 and was employed by Twitter as the director of strategy and operations and council organization. James Comey was nominated in 13 by former President Barack Obama as the FBI director, and now that dude's hanging out at Twitter. Comey's nomination was controversial because of his previous employment with Lockheed Martin and his association with the Clinton Foundation, just to remind you how corrupt these people are. Lockheed Martin was a Clinton Foundation mega donor. The company admitted to becoming a Clinton Global Initiative member in 2010. According to records, Lockheed Martin is also a member of the American Chamber of Commerce in Egypt, which just happened to pay Bill Clinton a quarter of a million dollars to deliver a speech in 2010. I'm sure there's no conspiracy there at all, right? In 2010, Lockheed Martin won 17 approvals, by the way, for private contracts from none other than Hillary Clinton's State Department. So, hey, I need 250 k for the big guy in this situation. It was Bill Clinton, no problem. Hey, I need to get some money here for the Clinton Global Initiative. We got you. Hey, I, I, I need these 17 approvals for private contracts from the U.S. government from Hillary Clinton State Department. That's our payday. We got you. So now take another step back. Twitter isn't being run by actual tech nerds and geeks. No, Twitter's being run by the FBI. 
They've got Baker, they've got Burton, and they got James Comey. Not only were they ex-spies working with Twitter, but the Post recently reported Twitter's ranks were filled with ex-spies. Some of them who are still apparently employed by Twitter. And if Elon Musk is smart, he's going to get them out as fast as he can. Now, if you're sitting there in disbelief right now, that, that's, that, that's good. That's normal. That's what I would hope you'd be thinking to yourself right now. But if you don't understand what this means what it, it, for our country, there is no telling what else they have done. So let's just look at the facts now. These guys, the FBI, orchestrated the coup attempt to get Donald Trump out of office through impeachment. They also influenced our elections with a lie that there was some sort of Russian collusion between Donald Trump and Alpha Bank and his companies and, and that he was compromised. Remember that? Yeah. They spied on his campaign because it wasn't just good enough to, you know, actually accuse him of all these terrible things. No, they wanted to spy on him to see what he was actually doing. Who knows who was in the White House spying on Donald Trump's top team? There's no telling who they had in there because they had spies apparently everywhere. And your tax dollars were paying for all of this. And then when that didn't work and they couldn't bring Donald Trump down that way, they said, all right, we got this. We'll, get, we'll take care of it in the next election. And that's exactly what they did. Because he was too big and too powerful, and he had empowered too many people to be successful. He had the lowest unemployment rate in history in my lifetime, lowest unemployment rate in history among African Americans, Hispanic Americans, Asian Americans, and single mothers. The Democratic Party was terrified that they were losing control. They were terrified they were losing control of their voting base and they had to get rid of Donald Trump. And they were willing to do anything to get rid of him. Now, don't forget, they've also raided Mar-a-Lago. Who did that? The FBI. Does it all make sense to you now? Because it should. And as all this is happening, we got the January 6th committee. And what are they doing today? Oh, they're like, oh, by the way, we're going to make a criminal investigation recommendation for crimes to, and charges to come down against Donald Trump because we don't actually want the American people to have a moment where they think they have the opportunity to think for themselves. We don't want to give them the chance to vote for anybody again that we don't like. So we will frame them for crimes. We will destroy their lives. We will go after their children and we will go after their businesses. And finally, they'll get back in line. You remember when Jagger Hoover, and if you ever watched that movie, it was a great movie. You should watch it. How did Jagger Hoover have his power? He had his own files on people. Basically, you screw with me, you screw with my FBI, you screw with any of my people or anybody, and I will ruin and destroy you and your family. He had files on everybody. He had files on Martin Luther King to JFK and everybody in between. He had files on congressmen and senators that he thought could be a threat to his power at the FBI. He made sure he could blackmail any of them. If he didn't have what he needed to blackmail, he'd just make it up out of thin air. He would plant stories. That's no different than what we're now hearing from about when it comes to James Comey. How is it any different than what I just described to you right now, what they were doing at Twitter? And it's not just that they were silencing people. They were shadow banning people. They were making sure that the most influential tweets and the most influential conservatives were silenced. 
They were making sure that you couldn't find certain names if you if you were searching for them. They made sure that certain stories you couldn't even send. What happened with the New York Post article was brilliant. They knew that if that story got legs and the deep state knew, and that's exactly why the 50, what was it, 51, Mr. Producer, if I'm not mistaken, Intel officials signed that letter saying, this has all the markings of Russian disinformation. Why do you think that signed that letter? Because they didn't want any of the things I'm talking about right now to actually be exposed. They had too much to lose. It was too, they were too big to fail. And they were all freaking out trying to cover their AWSs. And so they all got together because they knew that if it, they knew, they knew that if Donald Trump didn't have to worry about a reelection and Donald Trump won that election in 2020, that it, they, it, there was going to be hell to pay for what they did. They couldn't get him impeached. They, well, they did get him impeached, but he didn't get thrown out of office. That's a better way of putting it. So they had to they had to plant stories. They had to do what they had to do to try to destroy him. And they didn't care who got hurt in the process because it was game on, folks. This was the entire ball game. One eight six six three eight one thirty eight eleven. Or I'm sorry, one eight seven seven, excuse me. One eight seven seven three eight one thirty eight eleven. One eight seven seven three eight one thirty eight eleven. It's Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. Your phone call's coming up. Mark Levin. Folks, our friends at Hillsdale College wish you and yours a happy and blessed Christmas and a healthy and prosperous New Year. Since Hillsdale's founding in 1844, it's taught its students by precept and example the teachings and practices of the Christian faith. The college continues the mission in its classrooms and nationwide through its educational outreach efforts. So this Christmas season, my friends at Hillsdale want to thank you, dear listener, for your kindness toward the college. They prepared a special video featuring their sacred music choir singing O Little Town of Bethlehem in their beautiful Christ Chapel at the heart of the campus. When you visit hillsdale.edu slash Christmas, that's hillsdale.edu slash Christmas, You can see and hear the choir and view many other free resources to help you celebrate the season. I promise it'll be uplifting and inspiring for you and your family. That's hillsdale.edu slash Christmas. All right, welcome back. It is uh, the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one tonight. So nice to have you with us. And if you just joined us, we're talking about the latest Info in the Twitter files. I do want to get some of your phone calls in here. By the way, all of the information that I just gave you guys, and it was a lot, um, I have put it in our podcast that will be out tomorrow. So you can download our podcast, Ben Ferguson Podcast, and grab all of that data I just gave you, and you can share it with your friends. Uh, There's a lot of names in there. There's a lot of times and dates when they were working, where they were working. If you want it all and you didn't get to write down because you were driving, Grab it, Ben Ferguson Podcast, wherever you get your podcast, and you can get it there tomorrow morning. Now, let me get straight to your phone calls. Let me go to Jesse in Los Angeles. Welcome. You're on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in tonight for the great one. Hi. 
Hi, Ben. You know, how's it going? Good. How are you? Um, I've been listening. I'm, I'm not too bad. Um, I'm a consumer of uh, right-wing media, and um, I noticed that there, out of all the Twitter files and everything, there doesn't seem to be any kind of criminal activity. I don't see any charges being brought, and it seems like a lot of speculation and false narratives about complaining about things that you don't like. I mean, especially with, like, the Hunter Biden laptop. Um, you say that the FBI has had it for quite a while, which is true, but then there are no charges. There's nothing even, we don't even really know what of it, what's in it, and there's been a forensic... We know, we know exactly what's in it. That's a lie. Yeah, well, the forensic audit was done by the wait, Washington Post. Hold on. We, we know, wait, we, we know exactly what's in it. The Washington Post has said that it's legitimate. It only took them two years because they're scumbags to admit it. The New York Times has admitted that it's legitimate. It only took them two years and two elections to admit it because they knew how damning it was. We know that the FBI said it was authentic. And you have people that at Timothy Tebow, who's been fired for actually trying to cover up the, 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 the authenticity of Hunter Biden's laptop by trying to claim that it was not authentic. And that's why he's been fired. I disagree. The How do you? I don't care if you disagree. You can't just make up your own facts here. What did I say that was a lie? Call it a lie. You can you can say anything that I just said is a lie. Tell me what I just said to you that is a lie. Then I mean you can't just make up your own facts. I'm not making up my facts. You okay? Did the FBI? To- right, then let's go through it. All right. Did the Washington Post say that the laptop from hell is in fact genuine and authentic? Yes or no? Okay. What about it's the yes content? or no? It's I'm yes not... or no question. It's yes or no question. It's not a trick question. It's yes or no. Not about the laptop. It's about the content. No, no, no. The, the content. They said the content. We're talking about the contents of the laptop. Did the Washington Post and the scumbags there finally admit after two elections took place that it was the content of the laptop was authentic and real and it wasn't altered or changed? Yes or no? False. False. They didn't say it was false. They wrote an entire article saying that they had third-party people look at it and they had authenticated the laptop. You're fine. I mean, you just, you can't, that's the problem. You just can't make this crap up as you go, man. Like, you look at every news organization out there. They knew that it was real. They lied for two elections. They finally realized that the Republicans were going to gain control of the House. They actually thought even the Senate. And they knew that the investigation was on. And they didn't want to look like they were total dummies. So right before the election, they're like, okay, we knew it was real. Okay, we admit it's real. CBS News, an entire thing on their morning show with their forensic experts saying it's real and authentic. That the contents are real. It took them five years to get there because they're idiots. Not five. I apologize. That's not an accurate number. They've had it for two plus years because they're idiots. And the FBI's had it since 2019. And they even said it was real. You can't just make crap up anymore. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. 
now broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. So was there a law broken when the FBI was paying Twitter $3.4 million to help censor Americans? That's literally the million-dollar question. Welcome. It is Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. I want to play for you, and I want to talk about this from a taxpayer's perspective. What do you think about the deep state and the U.S. government having meetings weekly, emails, hundreds of them, thousands of them going to the government or from the government to private companies like Twitter and Facebook saying, hey, can you silence this account? Hey, can you censor this account? Hey, can you shut down this account? Hey, can you take down this tweet? Hey, can you uh, silence this person? Now, now, some of these people that were silenced, we know, were like little people. And I don't mean that in a, in, a, in a condescending way. I'm just saying it wasn't like it was, oh, well, this person who is a thorn in our side, a political enemy, right, who we know. You know, somebody over at Fox News, we want you to shut them down. Or Donald Trump, shut them down. They were shutting down anybody that they saw a tweet from they didn't like that rubbed them the wrong way. That's what they were doing. And they were using your tax dollars to do it. Not only were they using the, the government, not only were the government employees that you are actually paying spending their hard-earned time doing this and there was there was a debate recently over this and and i'll jump in it and i don't remember who it was but somebody said something to the effect of you know it while the fbi should have been going after child molesters and sex traffickers uh and people they're doing you know like ponzi schemes like xtf for example they were sending emails to twitter and facebook and youtube and google an Instagram of who they didn't like, who, who was hurting their feelings. Now, I, I, I want to I say this. I don't believe they were sending these emails because their feelings were hurt. I think they were sending these emails to silence and censor people because they wanted to make sure that they won elections and controlled this country and controlled your mind. They weren't doing this at, 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 out of pettiness. They were doing this out of we have to protect what is ours and what we are in charge of. We have to make sure that we don't allow for the people that, that like Donald Trump to, to ever win an election again. They tried to stop him before he got elected, but there was many other conservatives and many other candidates, many other people at the state level, local level, and nationwide that they wanted to make sure they controlled it all. Now, this is what the CIA does, and this is why the deep state's so dangerous. This is why Jagger Hoover was so dangerous. He could sit down with anybody that was wanting to be president, any senator, any congressman, any governor, and he could blackmail them. That's why he had his files. That was to make sure that no one screwed with him. And I mean no one. It's no different than what they were doing now with big tech. Miranda Devine said it this way, and I want to get your reaction to it as well. one 381 3811 Take a listen to this. 
it was pretty clear that there was really a psychological operation uh, being conducted against Twitter executives by the FBI so that when our story came up in October of 2020 that they would recognize it immediately as a Russian hack and leak operation because they'd been warned uh, for weeks by FBI exactly what to look for. In fact, to look for uh, this operation in October and that it would mm. involve Hunter Biden. Uh, and remember that the FBI was paying Twitter uh, $3.4 million they gave them to help censor Americans and particularly our story three weeks before the election. $3.4 million. It wasn't just to censor Americans. It was to censor the stories they wanted to be censored. That's what it was. Byron York said this at Fox Today. The FBI did exactly what or Twitter did exactly what the FBI wanted them to do. Why? Because it was their same people over there. They were one and the same. Twitter's executives and the FBI, the only difference was the badge and the, and the, and the office complex they went into. I think what this, uh, these latest revelations show is that the FBI used Twitter to suppress information on the pretext of it being Russian uh, disinformation, but to suppress legitimate news stories that would be negative to Joe Biden. I, I, you know, we've talked about this before, saying the Twitter story is really an FBI story. These new revelations make clear how much the FBI was using Twitter. How much the FBI was using Twitter. And, and that's absolutely right. This is how much the FBI was using Twitter. The FBI not only used Twitter to change what you believe, but the FBI made sure... The FBI wanted to make sure that they had their boys in every position in government they needed. GOP Representative James Comer, he wants to cut off the FBI funding over these Twitter files now that we know that the funding was, I would argue, nothing more than a bribe. Well, it means a lot. Uh, more evidence of wrongdoing. You know, in the beginning, I thought that there were probably two or three rogue employees who were orchestrating this cover-up of the Hunter Biden laptop story. But now we know the FBI had a division of at least 80 agents. We also know that the FBI paid Twitter over $3 million for their time, all the time they took over the past couple of years in telling them who to suppress, uh, who to ban. You know, it's just things that the government has no role in. The FBI was never granted the authority to create any type of disinformation task force that uh, policed the social media sites. Now, this we know with Twitter. We've heard similar stories from Zuckerberg. Who knows what went on at YouTube and Google? This is an agency that's out of control. And the most frustrating thing for me right now, Maria, is the fact that in this omnibus bill, there's increased funding for the FBI plus a $1.75 billion headquarters facility for the FBI. We need to halt everything with the FBI, all funding, until they come forward and explain to Congress exactly what they were doing, why they were doing it, and who gave them the authority to do it. You, you look at Elon Musk and what he tweeted out earlier. He said the government paid Twitter millions of dollars to censor info from the public. As outgoing chair of House Intelligence, did you approve hidden state censorship and direct violation of the Constitution of the United States of America, he asked to Representative Adam Schiff. 
This after Twitter Files Part 7 showed the FBI and the Hunter Biden laptop story were one and the same. They knew how to censor it. They knew who to tell. And, and you heard James Comer there right? say it. Comer, Congressman Comer saying this couldn't have just been Twitter. He, re- he was going back to that conversation that happened with Mark Zuckerberg. And, and, and Joe Rogan, you remember, Mr. Producer, do, do you have that audio by chance? I know it was I, it, it, Mark, 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 I think I can find it real quick. But Mark Zuckerberg was an individual who was sitting there talking um, and said the FBI actually this is back in in August. He did this interview with 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 Joe Rogan. And I'm going to play this for you. I found it. I got a, 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 It's important for you to understand the context here. He said, well, look, we didn't really mean to do anything wrong when we silenced the Hunter Biden story. They came to us and to look for this. And so we just did what they asked. How do you guys handle things when they're a, a big news item that's controversial? Like there was a lot of attention on Twitter during the election because of the Hunter Biden laptop story. The New York Yeah, we Post. had that too. Yeah, so you guys censored that as well? So we took a different path than Twitter. Um, I mean, basically, the background here is the FBI, I think, basically came to us, uh, some some folks on our team, and was like, hey, um, just so you know, like, you should be on high alert. There was, the, we, we thought that there was a lot of Russian propaganda in the 2016 election. We have it on notice that basically there's about to be some kind of dump of, of um uh, that's similar to that. So just be vigilant. So our protocol is different from Twitter's. What Twitter did is they said, you can't share this at all. Um, we didn't do that. What, what we do is we have, um, if something is reported to us as potentially um, misinformation, important misinformation, we, we also have this third-party fact-checking program because we don't want to be deciding what's true and false. And for the, I think it was, five or seven days. I, I got to hit pause there. We don't want to decide what's true and false. Then why is it that every time conservatives post things you guys don't like, you fact check the hell out of it in a biased way to imply now that it's false, partially false, misleading information needs context. Are you kidding me? You guys shut down conservative accounts at Facebook on the regular basis, and you do it so that we can't actually run our businesses the same way as liberal Democrats on your uh, on, on your platform. We all know this. We've all experienced it. We're not stupid. We understand what you guys have been doing to us, right? Like, this is not some crazy thing here. We, we, we get it. And he's like, well, we don't want to be deciding what's true and false. Yes, you do. That's why you got fact checkers to deliberately silence and shut down the reach of conservatives by marking enough of their posts as need context or misleading statement, things like that. You guys shut down people that were telling the truth and asking questions about things like ivermectin and the things about heart conditions with with COVID vaccines. You know, let's just hit pause and and look at what happened with COVID with big tech. Okay, forget Hunter Biden for a moment and just think about COVID. If you didn't go along with what the government said you had to go along with, big tech would shut you down, silence you and ban you from your account. If you talked about ivermectin, if you said the word ivermectin, if you talked about the concerns about the vaccine, 
If you were worried about heart conditions, if you were worried about heart inflammation or artery inflammation or anything else that came about, if you were worried about anything and you just asked a question, they would immediately say, nope, you can't do that. We're going to shut you down. You have to be silenced. You have to go away. That is a problem. It's not just a Hunter Biden thing. If you ask questions about where did COVID start? Did it actually start the Institute of Virology in Wuhan? If you called it the Chinese virus, if you said that you don't believe that it came from a wet market, if you talked about gain of function research, if you talked about Dr. Fauci funding gain of of function research in Wuhan, if you put a video up of Senator Paul asking questions and you said, hell yeah, they would put need context missing because you have to understand that when they mark any one of these videos or posts, I know this because many of you that follow me on Twitter and many of you that follow me on Facebook have said this. I never see your posts anymore on Facebook. This happens all the time where no one can see the posts. Well, if a big tree falls in the forest and makes a loud boom and no one's around, did it actually even happen? Did it ever happen? That's the question. And they know the answer to it. Of course it doesn't. If you can't share the Hunter Biden laptop story, then what good does the Hunter Biden laptop story do uh, to, to influence the opinions of voters if no one can see it or share it? If you treat it the same way that you treat sharing of child pornography to make sure that's how hell-bent they were on making sure you couldn't share that story. They treated you sharing it in direct messages like you were sharing child pornography at Twitter. That's a fact. I mean, go back to one of the, just just slide 22 of the latest Twitter files. It says, then in July of 2020, the FBI's Elvis Chan arranges for temporary top secret security clearances for Twitter executives so that the FBI can share information about threats to the upcoming election. So for all the left-wingers out there arguing there was no collusion between the government and big tech, this is, in fact, direct collusion between Twitter and between the FBI to influence the election. This is bigger, by the way, than just Donald Trump. I want to make this clear. This is like nationwide. This is all candidates that were affected in some way, shape, matter, or form because of what they were doing. And so Mark Zuckerberg looks at it straight face. Well, we didn't want to we didn't want to decide what was true and false. Yeah, you did. That's exactly what you wanted to do. I'm going to have the rest of that interview. This this absurd BS coming up next. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. Mark Levin, you can follow me on Twitter. Ben Ferguson show Facebook. Ben Ferguson. You can also grab my podcast. If you like this show and what I'm doing tonight, I'd love for you to follow me on my podcast. Ben Ferguson podcast. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. Tired of overpaying woke wireless companies? How about this? Get talk, text, and blazing fast data, just 30 bucks a month. Yes, on the same network, the same towers, with the same coverage as the other guys, but for half the price. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Hallelujah. Friends, this is great news. You can start saving today without having to sacrifice on coverage. How do I know? I'm a customer. Plus, listen to all the other benefits you get. A U.S.-based customer service team to make your switch even easier. You're supporting a veteran-owned business. And here's the best part. When you go to puretalk.com and enter promo code LEVINPODCAST, 
You'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's right. Go to puretalk.com, enter promo code LEVIN, L-E-V-I-N, podcast, and you can be switched over in as little as 10 minutes. Switch to a company that shares your values. Go to puretalk.com, enter promo code LEVIN, podcast, to save 50% off your first month. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. All right, welcome back. It is the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. It is really nice to have you with us. And if you just joined us, we're chatting right now uh, about the reality, the fact that we now know that the FBI was paying Twitter to silence and censor Americans. Millions of dollars. That's what's come out of these new Twitter files. I wish I could say I'm, I, I am shocked by this, but I'm not. In return, Twitter was hiring the biggest deep state people including people like James Comey, to work, to then work with the FBI, and then the FBI would give special top-secret security clearance to the people that were working at Twitter so they could then continue to silence you even more. All this happened. And Mark Zuckerberg even told us, yeah, they just came to us and told us kind of what to do. We're, we're not the bad guys here. Is when it was basically being, um, being determined whether it was false, um, the distribution on Facebook was decreased, but people were still allowed to share it. So you could still share it, you could still consume it. So when um, you say the distribution is decreased, it, it, it got shared. It, how does that work? It basically the ranking in newsfeed was a little bit less. So fewer people saw it than would have otherwise. So it definitely by what percentage? I, I don't know off the top of my head, but it's 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 meaningful. But I mean, but basically, a um, a lot of people were still able to share it. We got a lot of complaints that that was the case. Um, you know, obviously, this is a hyper-political issue. So depending on what side of the political spectrum, you either think we didn't censor it enough or censored it way too much. But right. but we weren't sort of as black and white about it as, as Twitter. We just kind of thought, hey, look, if, if the FBI, which you know, I still view as a legitimate institution in this country, it's... Let's talk about that. He says, I still view as a legitimate institution in this country. If this is what the top brass are doing at the FBI, and I do believe there's a separation between the top brass and others, okay, that are that are rank and file and, and those out in the field. I do believe there's a difference. I know some people that work at the FBI that are great people. But at the top levels, it's corrupt as hell. It's obvious. Do you still view them as a legitimate law enforcement organization if this is what they're doing with their time and your tax dollars, which is to make you disappear? And your opinions disappear and to, and to change and alter elections? Because they were trying to change and alter elections. That's what they were doing. Ben Ferguson, filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. one 381 We'll be right back. Tired of overpaying woke wireless companies? How about this? Get talk, text, and blazing fast data, just 30 bucks a month. Yes, on the same network, the same towers, with the same coverage as the other guys, but for half the price. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Hallelujah. Friends, this is great news. You can start saving today without having to sacrifice on coverage. How do I know? I'm a customer. Plus, listen to all the other benefits you get. A U.S.-based customer service team to make your switch even easier. You're supporting a veteran-owned business. And here's the best part. When you go to puretalk.com and enter promo code LEVINPODCAST, You'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's right. Go to puretalk.com, enter promo code LEVIN, L-E-V-I-N, podcast, and you can be switched over in as little as 10 minutes. 
Switch to a company that shares your values. Go to puretalk.com, enter promo code Levin Podcast to save 50% off your first month. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. Right versus left is right versus wrong. Call Mark at 877-381-3811. All right, welcome back. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin, tonight. We're going to get more into the Twitter files in a moment. But uh, there, there are certain people when they walk to the microphone, you know, are just going to be entertaining, especially when it comes to spending. Senator Rand Paul had this to say about the one point seven trillion dollar four hundred or excuse me, four thousand plus page Pelosi Schumer Schumer omnibus spending bill that's being fast tracked through the Senate so they can all go home for Christmas. If it doesn't get voted on, right, then the threat is, well, the government will be shut down. Listen to what Senator Paul had to say a moment ago. I brought with me the Omni, 4,155 pages. When was it produced? In the dead of the night, 1.30 in the morning when it was released. Now, people argue that it's conservatives' fault. It's, you don't have the Christmas spirit. Somehow you're holding up government. Well, whose job is it to produce this? The people in charge of spending, the people in charge of both of the parties. When did they know that this would be necessary? Well, it's in the law, September 30th. You got nine months, almost 10 months to produce a plan, to have a spending plan. They weren't ready on September 30th. So they voted themselves 90 more days. They weren't ready last week either. So they voted themselves another week. And now we have it at 1.30 in the morning this morning. But what's the clamor? The clamor is to vote. Vote now. Let's get it done. Why are you standing in the way of spending? Well, the real question is this. What is more dangerous? What is more dangerous to the country? $1.1 trillion in new debt, or as Republican leadership likes to say, oh, but it's a win. It's a big win. We're getting $45 billion for the military. So which is more important? Which threatens the country more? Are we at risk for being invaded by a foreign power if we don't put $45 billion into the military? Or are we more at risk by adding to a $31 trillion debt? I think the greatest risk to our national security is our debt. The process stinks. It's an abomination. It's a no good, rotten way to run your government. $6 trillion entity, and they want 24 hours to process this and then they want to go forward. I will be demanding two amendments. One, that this goes against the budget rules. The PAYGO rules say you can't do this, you can't have all this new spending unless it's offset. We will also be demanding that the PAYGO rules are increased. Instead of taking 60 votes to evade the rules, we're gonna ask that it be a two-thirds vote to evade the rules. The American people don't want this, they're sick and tired of it. They're paying for it through the nose with inflation. Adding a trillion dollars to the deficit will simply fuel the fires that are consuming our wages and consuming our retirement plans. It's a terrible system. Someone needs to stand up. We're standing up and we're going to say no. God bless Senator Rand Paul, by the way, for saying this. He's right. One point seven trillion dollar bill. Four thousand plus pages. And then Republicans are like, oh, but we got some government spending for the military in there, so it's a win. It's not a win. 
Okay, it's not a win. This is a terrible thing. Included, by the way, in this monstrous $1.7 trillion omnibus bill is $1,480,000,000 for membership in global organizations like the UN and the World Health Organization. They were wrong, by the way, about everything. The UN and WHO were wrong about everything when it came to COVID. So what do we do? The U.S. government says, here's some more of our money for necessary expenses. This is in the omnibus bill. I'm reading from it directly. Not otherwise provided for to meet annual obligations of membership in international multilateral organizations pursuant to treaties ratified, pursuant to the advice and consent of the Senate, conventions, or specific acts of Congress. 1.4 trillion of which the 96 billion may remain available until september 30th 2024 provided that the secretary of state shall at that time of submission of the president's budget to congress under section 1105a of title 31 there it is no big deal right just go for it unbelievable nancy pelosi by the way is asking all members of congress to be physically present in the capitol hill tomorrow dear colleagues She has put out to all members encouraging in-person attendance on Wednesday night. As you know, tomorrow we are scheduled to resume session to complete our business for the year. I am following up on the leader's notice of the schedule by encouraging all members to be physically present at our session Wednesday night. We are ending a very special session of the 117th Congress with legislation that makes progress for the American people by putting us in another trillion dollars of debt, almost two trillion, as well as support for our democracy. Please be present for a very special focus on democracy Wednesday night. Sincerely, Nancy Pelosi. A focus on democracy Wednesday night when you come out with a $1.7 trillion bill that we can't afford and you put this on the taxpayers and you're like, let's celebrate it? Yeah, that's what happened. That's exactly what happened, just so you understand. Like, that's it. That's what that, that's what they have done to this country. One eight seven seven three eight one thirty eight eleven. But don't worry, we got a bunch of government spending in there, so you should be happy. Let me get to your phone calls now, and I want to go to Ted, line two in Lynchburg, Virginia. Welcome. You're on the Mark Levin show. Ben Ferguson with you. Hello. Hey. Say. Um we got to cut to the chase on the FBI business there, whether it's the Russian interference, the Hillary emails, or the Hunter Biden laptop. What they're doing is running cover for the Democrats, and it's not really the deep state. It's the corrupt state. They're running shakedown operations. They're doing all kinds of things. I, I really doubt whether these people at the FBI at the highest levels of government are doing what they're doing merely to influence an election. I have my suspicions, and I have no evidence to support this, but I'm just, I just know human nature. You've got to follow the money. And somebody's getting paid off, whether it's promises for their kids getting in college or whatever it may be, or loans with no interest. I don't know. But somebody is getting something. You don't go to these extents just because you have an ideological bent towards the Democrats. There's got to be money involved in here, and if you can trace the money then you'll be able to figure out exactly what's going on. I I think, look, the money is part of it, yes. But also, I think part of this is power. 
And I think part of this is just going to pick winners and losers. And the FBI gets off on that. The FBI gets off on influencing elections, foreign elections, overthrowing leaders. And they decided, screw it, we can do it here. I mean, you look at the very beginning of what Michael Schellenberger put out on Twitter. He said in the Twitter files, part seven, he said the FBI and the Hunter Biden laptop, how the FBI and intelligence community discredited factual information about the Hunter Biden and his foreign business dealings, both after and before the New York Post revealed the content of his laptop. That's what we know. I mean, I mean, this is what we know. And Twitter quietly added in people and gave them security clearance for this reason. You look at part eight, for example, and, and, and you just see all of this now. And now we know that the that much of the Pentagon uh, had a covert social media ops focus on promoting the war in Yemen. This is just uh, happening now. So you understand which Americans actually voted for this war, question mark, right? That's the question he was asking. What does it benefit other than Saudi Arabia and its local Al-Qaeda allies? The war has killed thousands of children and civilians, displaced million, but that's what they were doing apparently at the Pentagon. Twitter aided the Pentagon in its covert online propaganda campaign. That's what we know. Absolutely. They were working with these outfits to pre-bunk anything that might derail their program. I fully agree with you. And they have many motives. But somewhere along the line, I think that one of the easiest things to trace is money. If you can actually trace the money, then you might have something. Somebody's motives are always up to debate. You know, yeah, look, whether well, they wanted look, to do to, just for power. Go back to the FBI. All right. The FBI just a month uh, ago asked Twitter for, quote, location information on a bunch of Twitter users, including a conservative news site. The FBI asked Twitter to to voluntarily provide info and helpfully suggest these users violate the terms of service. You have internal emails from November the 5th. Okay, look at your calendar. November the 5th, 2022. The FBI's National Election Command Post, which compiled and sent on complaints... They sent them to the San Francisco field office uh, a long list of accounts that may warrant additional action. These are little people, people that no one knew, and then big people as well. That's what they were doing the entire time, apparently. Absolutely. They don't want to have any challenge to their regime. None at all. Nobody questions them. Nobody can question them. If you, if you do question them, you'll be destroyed. Appreciate the phone call. Thank you, sir. It's good to talk to you. one 381 3811 one Let me go to Joshua. Welcome on line four. You are on the you're on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in. Hi. Hey, how you doing, sir? Sorry, I'm a I'm a truck driver and a veteran from San Antonio, Texas. And uh Thank you for your you know, service, this, this by the way. Like the Twitter files. I appreciate it. Thank you. Um it's not, you know, nothing with the Twitter files, but it does have something to do with it. I posted the pictures um, probably about uh, six months ago or so on Facebook. It was a picture from when Trump was in office of the fuel. I had gotten around 205 gallons or so, and it was $640, roughly. And then I posted a recent picture of fuel that I had gotten at a diesel pump at a pilot, and it was about the same, 205 gallons, but it was $1,077. And uh, I asked, you know, I just posted it to, you know, public, my friends, anybody. It's like, hey, can you honestly tell me that we are in a better position now than we were when Trump was in office? 
and Facebook censored it and blocked it. I posted it three or four times, and they put it in a, a censor photo where you actually have to click on it, you know, to show the image. As if it yeah, was oh, yeah. No, it's a, it, they do that. That's, when, that's what they do when they don't want people to see something that is so damning to the left that they say, all right, we'll cover it up. And when they cover it up, by the way, that's when it's, it, it is they don't allow it to actually show up in people's timelines. You get what I'm saying? So that's where the suppression starts. The second part of the suppression is the fact that you have to click on it. And many people don't click on things that they can't see it. They just keep scrolling. Right. And I don't, I don't want to take any of any more of your time, but if I could just say one more thing, I know you've discussed this before. I've listened to the show every day and, um, you know, a lot of Americans don't take into account, um, the reason that prices skyrocket, and I've been driving for eight years, not as long as some people, but, you know, diesel is used for everything. It's used to make unleaded fuel. It's used to power everything in America. And if diesel prices go up, everything goes up. Everything. If there's a diesel shortage in America, which they say there is, haven't really seen it yet. I've heard from a couple of truck drivers that they ran out of fuel in certain certain states, but, you know, I always figured if they were going to run diesel fuel down to, the, to nothing, magically come up with some more fuel that they would raise the prices on it and then make Americans pay even more for diesel fuel and then everything in America would go up as well. Uh, everything goes up when transportation costs go up. Um, and that's part of, though, the plan to force you into alternative and green energy. God bless you, Joshua. Be safe out there on the road. Thanks for keeping America running, my friend. one 381 3811 381-3811. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. Coming up next, we're going to talk about these new Twitter files that have just been released and what is in there. Uh, it is pretty damning for the Pentagon now to see what they were doing to try to influence um, not just you, but where your money was going around the world, involved in war and chaos. I'll have that for you coming up next, right after this. Mark Levin. Tired of overpaying woke wireless companies? How about this? Get talk, text, and blazing fast data, just 30 bucks a month. Yes, on the same network, the same towers, with the same coverage as the other guys, but for half the price. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Hallelujah. Friends, this is great news. You can start saving today without having to sacrifice on coverage. How do I know? I'm a customer. Plus, listen to all the other benefits you get. A U.S.-based customer service team to make your switch even easier. You're supporting a veteran-owned business. And here's the best part. When you go to puretalk.com and enter promo code LEVINPODCAST, you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's right. Go to puretalk.com, enter promo code LEVIN, L-E-V-I-N, podcast, and you can be switched over in as little as 10 minutes. Switch to a company that shares your values. Go to puretalk.com, enter promo code LEVIN, podcast, to save 50% off your first month. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. Welcome back. It is the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson sitting in for the great one. Mark Levin, nice to have you with us. Twitter Files Part 8 is out. And what we now know is that Twitter quietly aided the Pentagon's covert online psych op campaign. They were doing this despite promises to shut down covert state-run propaganda networks. But no, our government was doing it in the U.S. against us. 
and to influence your opinion on wars around the world. Twitter documents show that the social media giant directly assisted the U.S. military's influence operations. These are not conspiracy theories anymore. So to all the people like, oh, they're just pushing conspiracy theories. Screw you guys. Okay, like, like, screw you guys. If you want to read this, by the way, uh, I'm retweeting them all right now. Okay, all this info. So you can grab it there on Twitter, Ben Ferguson Show. Um, uh, Rich is, I'm sure, doing the same thing, Mr. Producer, so you can follow him as well. But this is, Twitter has claimed, and I'm reading directly from these new Twitter files. They had claimed for years that they make, quote, concerted efforts to detect and thwart government-backed platform manipulation in fact twitter was testifying to congress about its pledge to rapidly identify and shut down all state-backed covert information operations and deceptive propaganda now imagine you're at the pentagon the cia imagine you're at the fbi and you see twitter before congress and this is what they said combating attempts to interfere in conversations on twitter remains a top priority for the company and we continue to invest heavily in our detection disruption and transparency efforts related to state-backed information operations our goal is to remove bad faith actors and to advance public understanding of these critical topics twitter defines state-backed information operations as coordinated platform manipulation efforts that can be attributed to a high degree of confidence of state-affiliated actors. Well, that's what, exactly what the Pentagon was doing. Like, And you didn't have to guess because they're coming to you to tell you they're doing this and they need you to do this with them. And Twitter said, sure. These state-backed information operations are typically associated with, quote, misleading, deceptive, and spam, spammy, I guess it's spam, behavior. These behaviors differentiate, differentiate coordinated, manipulative behavior from legitimate speech on behalf of individuals and political parties. Twitter went on to testify, whenever we identify inauthentic activity on Twitter that meets our definition of an information operation, and which we are able to confidently attribute to actors associated with a government, associated with a government, we share comprehensive data about this activity. All right. So, to be clear, Twitter said that they would shut down governments that were backing platform manipulation. And while they were telling the American people that in front of Congress, they behind the scenes were doing exactly what they said they would not do in public. There's a lot more. I'm going to get to all of it. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. Make sure you follow my podcast as well. More coming up. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer 
Woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durban Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durban Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. Folks, I need you to do something today. With aircraft prices surging and flights being canceled left and right, it's harder than ever for our wounded, ill, and injured service members to be with their loved ones on Christmas. And unless we do something right now, within the next two weeks, hundreds of wounded service members will be forced to be apart from their families on Christmas. Luke's Wings believes that every wounded warrior should be able to spend the holidays with their loved ones. Since 2008, they provided more than 14,000 airplane tickets, reuniting families with wounded warriors. This Christmas, please join me and help Luke's Wings reunite 500 wounded warriors with their families by making a tax-deductible donation at lukeswings.org today. Please don't wait. Donate right now. Airfare is rising fast, and these soldiers are running out of time. Please make a meaningful impact this Christmas. Bring a soldier and their family together. By donating today at lukeswings.org. That's lukeswings.org. Lukeswings.org. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post. Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker. Somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building. We've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Welcome in. It's the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. And we've got new Twitter files that are out that are incredibly shocking. What we now know that has broken the last hour as Twitter files part eight has been released is that Twitter was working with the Pentagon to influence your opinion on different wars. They were putting propaganda out there. This goes against directly against what Twitter said their rules were and their testimony to Congress, where they said that their state-backed information operations would be thwarted immediately. Twitter defines state-backed information operations as coordinated platform manipulation efforts that can be attributed to a high degree of confidence of state-affiliated actors. Stake-backed information operations are typically associated with misleading, deceptive, and spammy behavior. Whenever we identify inauthentic activity on Twitter that meets our definition of an information operation of any government, which we are able to confidently attribute to actors associated with a government, we share comprehensive data about this activity. Okay, so what happened? Well, they were lying to you. Twitter was lying to you, and so was the U.S. government. Behind the scenes, Twitter gave approval and special protection to the U.S. military's online psychological influence operations. Despite knowledge that Pentagon propaganda accounts use covert identities, Twitter did not suspend many for around two years or more. Some even remain active, we're now being told. In 2017, for example... A U.S. Central Command CENTCOM official sent Twitter a list of 52 Arab language accounts saying, we use to amplify certain messages. The official asked for priority service for six accounts. 
verification for one and a whitelist abilities for the others. These are direct CENTCOM emails to Twitter. Yes, this was being done. I've attached a list, the email says. The first six on the list are priority accounts. Ideally, we could have them verified, blue check mark, and whitelisted if there is such a thing. One of them, Yemen Current, is currently not indexing. At justice underscore AR currently has a request in for ver- verification, but haven't heard anything. The rest are accounts we use to amplify certain messages. Ideally, they could be whitelisted as well. Again, if it's too big an ask, the first six are the priority. If you need any sort of paperwork or verification from our office or SOCOM, please just let us know. Also, our SOCOM guys mentioned that they'd love to be able to come to meet up. Because that's what they do now, right? You meet up with these people. For a face-to-face to talk if you think the right Twitter folks would be up for it. Uh-huh. Sure, let's do it, right? The same day, CINCOM sent this list. Email officials use a tool to grant a special whitelist tag that essentially provides verification status to the accounts without the blue check, meaning they are exempt from spam and abuse flags, more visible and likely to trend on hashtags at the top of the list. But I thought Twitter testified to Congress they don't do this. Well, when the Pentagon and CENTCOM ask, they deliver. The CENTCOM accounts on the list tweeted frequently about U.S. military priorities in the Middle East. Even if you support this, by the way, it's still propaganda. It still goes against what Twitter said they were going to do. What were they promoting in the Middle East? These, these basically, I would argue, they're fake Twitter accounts because they're being run by the deep state by the Pentagon. They included promoting anti-Iran messages, promotion of the Saudi Arabia-U.S.-backed war in Yemen, and, quote, accurate U.S. drone strikes that claim to only hit terrorists. Many of these tweets being put out by American or by Americans, by our government, were put out in Farsi and other languages. CINCOM then shifted strategies and deleted disclosures of ties to the Twitter accounts. The bios of the accounts changed to seemingly organic profiles. One bio read uh, that it was just the pulse, right? Euphrates pulse. Another used an apparent deep fake profile pic and claimed to be a source of Iraq opinion. These are all being run by the Pentagon. One Twitter official who spoke to Lee Fang, the guy who was in charge of releasing all this on Twitter, got all this, obviously, information from Elon Musk and the Twitter files from Twitter, spoke to me, said he feels deceived by the covert shift. Still, many emails from throughout 2020 show that high-level Twitter executives were well aware of the DOD's vast network of fake accounts and covert propaganda and did not suspend those accounts. For example, oh, this guy's name comes up a lot, doesn't it? Twitter lawyer Jim Baker mused in a July 2020 email, the same guy that tried to frame Donald Trump with collusion and investigate Donald Trump and help impeach Donald Trump, who then went to work at Twitter. He mused in a 2020 email about an upcoming DOD meeting that the Pentagon used 
quote, poor trade craft in setting up its network. And we're seeking strategies for not exposing the accounts that are linked to each other or to DOD or the USG. Then another Twitter attorney replied that the Pentagon wanted a C an SCIF and may want to retroactively classify its social media activities and their activity in the space. And that, that may represent an overclassification to avoid embarrassment. So after they sucked at doing this covertly, they then wanted help cleaning up their tracks so they would look like they did it the right way so people couldn't figure it out. And several other 2020 emails, high-level Twitter executives and lawyers discussed the covert network and even recirculated that 2017 list from CENTCOM and shared another list of, uh, you know, just 157 undisclosed Pentagon accounts, again, mostly focused on Middle East military issues. So you got 200 accounts that we know of, Pentagon accounts, where we're paying our tax dollars for people to run those accounts and to put out propaganda. And the entire time this propaganda is being put out, your tax dollars are paying for it. In a May 2020 email, Twitter's Lisa Roman emailed the DOD with two lists. One list was accounts previously provided to us, and another list Twitter detected. The accounts tweeted in Russian and Arabic on U.S. military issues in Syria and ISIS, and many also did not disclose that they were a part of the Pentagon's apparatus. Lisa Roman, transmission of Twitter account information, wrote, Bill, thank you for your time yesterday. As discussed, attached a spreadsheet with the accounts we described on your call the first tab lists those accounts previously provided to us, and the second, associated accounts that Twitter had discovered. Please note that the second tab is not intended to be an exhaustive list, and if DOD is aware of additional associated accounts, which may violate our rules, those should be included in the scope of your request. In the scope of our request, I should say, excuse me. I would be grateful if you would confirm receipt that you are able to access the spreadsheet without issue. Please let me know if you have any questions regarding this information. Best, Lisa, Twitter, right? Because this is now what Twitter does. Many of these secretive U.S. military propaganda accounts, despite detection by Twitter as late as 2020, but potentially earlier, continued tweeting throughout 2022. Some not suspended until May of 2022 or later, according to the record's that Li Fang has reviewed. Li Fang also wrote in August of 2022, a Stanford Internet Observatory report exposed a U.S. military covert propaganda network also on Facebook, Telegram, Twitter, and other apps using fake news portals and deep fake images and memes against U.S. foreign adversaries. That's your tax dollars at work, folks. The U.S. propaganda network relentlessly pushed narratives against Russia, China, and other foreign countries. They accused Iran of threatening Iraq's water security and flooding the country with crystal meth and of harvesting the organs of Afghan refugees. The Stanford report did not identify all of the accounts in the network, but one of them they did name was the exact same Twitter account that CENTCOM asked for whitelist privileges 
in its 2017 email. Lee Fang said, I verified via Twitter's internal tools. The account used a deep fake image. In subsequent reporting, Twitter was cast as an unbiased hero for removing, quote, a network of fake user accounts promoting pro-Western policy positions, quote, unquote. Media covering the the story described Twitter as evenly applying its policies and proactive in suspending the DOD network. The reality, quote, is much more murky. Twitter actively assisted the DOD, CINCOM's network, going back to 2017. And as late as 2020, knew these accounts were covert, knew they were designed to deceive, knew they were designed to manipulate, knew they were designed to manipulate the discourse, the conversation. And they knew it was a violation of Twitter's policies and promises. So why did they wait years to suspend these accounts? Because... Well, once these accounts were used up, right, and the government moved on to their next thing, it was a lot easier to suspend them after the work was done. That's my opinion, obviously. I've got a lot more to say on this and a lot more of this breaking news. I want to get some of your phone calls in here as well. one 381 3811 Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. Everything I just told you, I'll put it in my podcast tomorrow morning. So if you listen to podcasts, please download the Ben Ferguson podcast as well. And you can get all this again tomorrow. Much more coming up. Mark Levin. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Welcome back. It is the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in tonight for the great one. If you just joined us, we're talking about the new release today of the Twitter files, this time showing that your tax dollars were going for government uh, deep fake Twitter accounts. The Pentagon and CENTCOM were working and networking from 2017 all the way to 2020, making these fake accounts, using these covert accounts, to deceive and manipulate the discourse of the conversation about wars in the Middle East and China, Russia, etc. This is a violation of Twitter's policies and promises, and they waited years to suspend these accounts, obviously on purpose, so they could get the job done during the time when these CENCOM accounts were needed the most, right? We also now know from these new Twitter files that Twitter's comms team was closely in touch with reporters, working to minimize Twitter's role. When the Washington Post reported on the scandal, Twitter officials congratulated each other because the story didn't mention any Twitter employees and focus largely on the Pentagon. Who was involved in these emails? A lot of Twitter insiders, including those that used to work at the FBI. Hi there, one email says. I hope you're well. 
We want to give you a heads up that the Washington Post will be publishing a piece most likely this weekend that sheds more light on the U.S. government aspects of the recent Stanford report about tech companies removing U.S.-based influence campaigns. It's a story that mostly focuses on the DOD and Facebook. However, there will be a couple lines that reference us alongside Facebook and that we reached out to them for a meeting. We don't think they, they'll tie it to anything or any or name any Twitter employees. We declined to comment. I suspect this piece will get more attention in Washington with a DOD angle. We'll keep you posted. Thanks, Kate. Thanks for doing all you can to manage this. One Twitter employee wrote back, I didn't seem to get too much traction beyond Verge, CNN, and Washington Post editors promoting. Well, hey, if they're promoting on Twitter, you could just suppress that. Maybe they do. This is what they were doing. They were working with all of these different people. James Baker, by the way, was on these Twitter emails. Yul Roth was on these Twitter emails. This was coming from the highest levels within Twitter. Now, the conduct with the U.S. military's covert network stands in stark contrast with how Twitter has boasted about rapidly identifying and taking down covert accounts tied to state-backed influence operations, including Thailand, Russia, Venezuela, and others since 2016. I guess if they believe you're the good guys and you can get away with it. This is what your government has been doing on social media. So not only were they sending emails saying we don't like guys like Ben Ferguson or Mark Levin or whoever the hell it is they don't like, right? Not only were they doing that, not only were they silencing conservatives, but they were also putting out deep, fake, deep state, CINCOM, Pentagon accounts to influence your opinion on war. I, I don't trust my government anymore. I don't know if I trust any of them anymore. You know, I used to be a chain of command kind of guy. I grew up in a police law enforcement family. But when you see this type of crap, holy cow. What I trust, I mean, th- this goes back to, and, and I, I, go, I, I go back to, to General Flynn. The moment when I lost all faith in our, in our, in our law enforcement, at the highest levels, I'm talking about the FBI. It was when James Comey laughed and mocked about how he took advantage of a trusting man in General Flynn. And they called and said, we want to meet with you. And they met with him in the situation room. And all they were trying to do was trying to overthrow the will of the people. All they were trying to do was try to, trying to make sure that the will of the people, right, the will of the people was shut down. That's all they were trying to do. They were trying to get somebody to give them some dirt on Donald Trump so they could overthrow the will of the people and overthrow the results of an election, a free and fair election. That's what they were doing. one 381 3811 Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. You can follow me on Twitter, Ben Ferguson Show. Parlor, Getter, True Social, and Facebook. More coming up. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. 
Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Conservative and proud of it. Call the Mark Levin Show at 877-381-3811. Welcome back. It is the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. Mark Levin talking about the Twitter files and what we now know. I, I got to go back real quick to Mark Zuckerberg. And, and now this all makes so much more sense when he did that interview uh, in August of this year, August 26, he sat down with Joe Rogan and was talking about like, you know, how do you guys, you know, censor stuff? And like, how often is the government coming to you, getting you to censor stuff? Well, it was 24-7 operation. And it wasn't just censoring, it's propaganda. Because what's going on at Twitter is exactly what was happening at Facebook and Google and, 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 and Instagram and YouTube. Like, there, there is no difference, folks. They're all doing it. And the federal government would go to them. The federal government's like, oh, we've got these deep state accounts, these fake accounts, and, you know, we need you to make them look real and help us out and whitelist them for our propaganda. Twitter was doing it, too. And, and so listen to what Mark Zuckerberg, the CEO of Meta, right, Facebook, says in this interview, now knowing what we know from behind the scenes. And what you understand is these people were not just drunk on power. God, they love sucking up to the important people in our government. Handle things when they're a a big news item that's controversial. Like there was a lot of attention on Twitter during the election because of the Hunter Biden laptop story, the New York Post. Yeah, we had that too. Yeah, so you guys censored that as well? So we took a different path than Twitter. Um, I mean, basically, the background here is the FBI, I think, basically came to us, uh, some, some folks on our team. It was like, hey, um, just so you know, like, you should be on high alert. There was the, we, we thought that there was a lot of Russian propaganda in the 2016 election. We have it on notice that basically there's about to be some kind of dump of, of um, uh, uh, that's similar to that. So just be vigilant. So. Our protocol is different from Twitter's. What Twitter did is they said, you can't share this at all. Um, we didn't do that. What we do is we have, um, if something is reported to us as potentially um, misinformation, important misinformation, we, we also have this third-party fact-checking program because we don't want to be deciding what's true and false. And for the, I think it was five or seven days when it was basically being um, being determined whether it was false, um, the distribution on Facebook was decreased, but people were still allowed to share it. So you could still share it. You could still consume it. So when um, you say the distribution is... But, but I love the way that he's like, well, you could still share it. Well, if no one sees it, what what good does it do? You're like, oh, I know you can still share it. You can still... Sh- okay, so you can still share... Yeah, oh, yeah, you can still do this. Like, you can still share it. We just... The distribution was just, you know, basically no one would see it. No one would get to read it because we decided that we didn't want you to know about the Hunter Biden laptop because we wanted to make sure that Joe Biden became the president. And we know that he wanted him to be president because we know from the money he was giving. 
Okay, look at how much money was given by Mark Zuckerberg to influence our elections. Look at how much cash he gave to the Democratic Party, to Democrat initiatives. Okay, it was a massive amount of money. And anyone that says it's not, it wasn't a massive amount of money is lying to you. He had more money that he had spent hundreds of millions of dollars to influence our elections. And while he was giving money to the Democrats, he was actually influencing our elections. The Hunter Biden decision was the single most important decision that was made on behalf, acting on behalf of the Joe Biden for presidency campaign. Don't tell me it wasn't, because if you do, you're a liar and you're a scumbag. And Mark Zuckerberg's like, oh, you know, we, we still let you share it. I mean, no one could see it, but we let you share it. It's decreased. In- it, it got shared. It, How does that work? It basically, the ranking in newsfeed was a little bit less. So fewer people saw it than would have otherwise. So it definitely... By what percentage? I, I don't know off the top of my head, but it's... I, I love that. Well, I, I don't know off the top of my head. I'm just in charge of the company. I don't know what percentage. Why don't you just tell the truth? Like, I don't know, 99%, 100%. I mean, it's, it's basically just shutting it down. It's it's meaningful, but I mean, but basically, a um, a lot of people were still able to share it. We got a lot of complaints that that was the case. Um, you know, obviously, this is a hyper political issue. So, depending on what side of the political spectrum you either think we didn't censor it enough or censored it way too much, but right. but we weren't sort of as black and white about it as as Twitter. We just kind of thought, hey, look, if if the FBI, which you know, I still view as a legitimate institution in this country it's a very professional law enforcement they come to us and tell us that we need to be on guard about something then i want to take that seriously did they specifically say you need to be on guard about that story i I, no i I don't remember if it was that specifically but it was it basically fit the pattern when something like that turns out to be real is there regret for not having it evenly distributed and for throttling the distribution of that story what do you mean evenly distributed i mean uh, evenly in that it's not suppressed it's not yeah 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 i mean it's it sucks yeah yeah i mean because i mean it turned out after the fact i mean the fact checkers looked into it no one was able to say it was false right so so basically it had this period where it was getting list distribution um so yeah i mean I, i but i think like I think it probably, it sucks, though, I think in the same way that probably having to go through, like, a criminal trial but being proven innocent in the end sucks. Like, it still sucks to have, have like, that you had to go through a criminal trial, but at the end you're free. Um, so it's, I, I, I don't know if the answer would have been don't do anything or don't have any process. I think the process was pretty reasonable. You know, it's, we still let people share it. But but obviously you don't want situations like that. But certainly much more reasonable than Twitter stance, and it's probably also the case of armchair quarterbacking, right? Or at least Monday morning quarterbacking, I should say, because in the moment you had reason to believe, based on the FBI talking to you, that it wasn't real, and that there was going to be some propaganda. So what do you do? Yeah. Let's just stop there, all right? So you had reason to believe, and Joe Rogan's uh, obviously trying to give them back in August the benefit of the doubt. He doesn't know anything that we that we are, are sharing with you today. No one did back in August. The only people that knew were the FBI. The FBI, and this goes back to what he just said there. He just said, well, the FBI gave you this, and you had reason to believe that they, I guess, weren't lying to you. Right. You, you, I mean, you had reason to believe that they were telling you the truth. Reason to believe it, right? Reason to believe it. 
You had reason to believe that. Of course, yes, we trust our government. The FBI knew that the, and had a copy of, had not, not a copy, had the damn laptop, Hunter Biden's laptop for a year. They knew it was real. And so when they went to Twitter and to Facebook and said, hey, there's a big story that may come out and you need to know about it, right? You, you really need to know about this. And it's going to be fake. It's going to be it's going to be Russian collusion. They knew they were suppressing a real story. How do you trust them ever again as long as these people are involved? one 381 3811 You can also send me your comments on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Ben Ferguson Show, or Ben Ferguson Podcast. You can follow us there on True Social Getter, uh, all of those Grab us there. I want to get to some of your phone calls as well. The number one 381 3811 Let me go first to, 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 let me go to Josh in Dallas, line four. Welcome. You're on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in. Hello. Josh, you there? Hey, how's it going, brother? Are you able to hear me? I can hear you now. Go ahead. Yes, sir. Hold on. Can you hear me? I hear you just awesome. fine. I live out in the country, so, uh, yeah. Awesome. First off, I wanted to talk about how back in the 60s, I believe, 50s or 60s, it came out about the Operation Mockingbird infiltrating the mainstream media um, in order to distribute propaganda to the American people. Are you familiar with that? Yes. They had liaison offices, and they still have them in Hollywood. And, of course, now we're starting to see it come out in you know social media and everything like that. And so these so-called conspiracy theories keep coming true. Um, Here's the thing. I know, like, let's go back to when my grandfather was fighting in World War II. We all knew that there was propaganda, right? We saw it in Vietnam when they wouldn't tell us the truth about how bad it was over in Vietnam, and they kept telling us propaganda was so great in America. The difference is that that's when the media is supposed to do their damn job. This is totally different. The media is working hand in hand. There's no difference. There's no separation between the media and the government. And there's no separation or checks and balances between the media and big tech. I mean, that, that, that is the core difference, right? I mean, you look at the Pentagon files and how they were, how, how they were published, for example, with the Vietnam War. The government was was giving out propaganda. I expect them to do that. But you didn't have the media that was facilitating it this way, certainly not the way that the big tech. But here's the part that's even more different than that. This was an issue of a true story that the FBI knew was true, and they picked a side getting their guy elected in Joe Biden. And they hated Donald Trump. I mean, look at, I, I, I still go back and I don't think people understand. And I think the Republican Party really screwed this up. I think the Republican leadership screwed this up. I think conservatives screwed this up. Hell, I even think some in talk radio screwed this up. We should have been more honest about what, what was happening to Donald Trump. It wasn't that the government was lying about him. It was the fact that it was a coup attempt. And if we would have explained it that way from the beginning, it may have resonated with more of the American people. It was a coup attempt. You knew Donald Trump was the president. You knew he didn't collude with, collude with the Russians. You knew it was paid for by the Democratic Party. You knew that it was Hillary Clinton's campaign lawyer. And you went along with it anyway. 
we should have called that from the very beginning a coup attempt by the deep state of the United States government to overthrow the will of the people. And we got down into the minutia of it all when we should have kept the big thing and stepped back from it and just said, hold on a second. We just had a coup attempt and the FBI director and the Democratic Party worked hand in hand to try to overthrow a free and fair election. If we would have focused on that and people, I still don't think, I think they think, oh, well, Donald Trump's controversial or he's a blowhard or I didn't like what he said on social media, right? That's what you hear a lot. Well, I didn't like him on Twitter. Do you not understand what was going on, that they were trying to overthrow a president? They spied on a president. They, they, a president, they framed a president for, for, for crimes, because if what would have happened was real with Russia and Alpha Bank, that would have been a crime. They were framing him the same way they did with, with General Flynn, the same way they were spying on his campaign. Like this was a full out U.S. government deep state coup attempt. And we should have done a better job of explaining that. The same exact thing is true right now with what we're talking about with, with the deep state and how they were tell, running these fake accounts and, and all that they were doing to suppress conservatives and silence conservatives. This is a, a, another coup attempt against any conservative they don't like. And we have to talk about it that way. We have to understand that we live in a country now, Josh, unfortunately, where the government is, is, is deciding who the winners and losers are. They're deciding who, what's a, what, what they're going to allow to be true and what they're going to say is fake, even if it is fake what they're telling in the propaganda. We, we need to be honest that you cannot trust the United States government and the, and, the, and the FBI and the CIA and the DOD right now. Like, you just can't until they clean this up and or clean house. You cannot trust the president of the United States of America. I think it's clear. We know now from the Twitter files how compromised he is. It's clear that he's compromised by the Chinese. It's clear he's compromised by Russia. Hell, it's clear I think he's compromised by Ukraine. Why else do you think we're sending so much damn money to Ukraine right now? I think it's because he knows if he doesn't, they're going to expose him. I really do. I appreciate your phone call. 1-877-381-3811, 1-877-381-3811. I'll get more of your phone calls in here. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Welcome back. It is the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one tonight. Uh, it's been a pleasure being with you this evening, by the way. And if, I'd love to keep up with you. Uh, all the info in these Twitter files, uh, I'll put it in our podcast tomorrow morning. So make sure you grab it. If you listen to podcasts, Ben Ferguson podcast, wherever you get your podcast, you can subscribe. It's free. That's the best part. I want to get to some of your phone calls. one 381 Let me go to... Kate in Colorado Springs, you are on the Mark Levin Show. Hi. Hi, Ben. Hey, all this information is great, but what I really want to know as a citizen, a taxpayer, a voter, what do we do about this? Because we've always thought our vote was the answer, but this goes beyond legislators, and it's too deep, and we can't even trust our vote anymore. So what are we supposed to do? Well, you say that we can't trust our vote anymore. I, I, I still believe that in the majority of the country, you absolutely can. 
All right. So I, I'm not as worried about that as some are. Um, I think, number one, we need to put a ton of pressure on our, cons- our, our Republicans in Congress for accountability on this. This is unacceptable behavior. Our government should not work this way. And we need to unload. But you got to understand what the Republicans are allowing for right now. The House Judiciary Committee just put out a tweet saying the Democrats one point seven trillion dollars spending spree. This omnibus bill we're talking about right now funds studies for bees, salmon and plankton. Just what the Americans asked for. My question is, well, then, okay, if you're going to throw that kind of shade from the House Judiciary GOP, then my my next question is, how many Republicans are going to vote for this? Well, if they're voting for it and they're backing it, then I think you know the answer to what the problem is. And, and for far too long, we've allowed the Democrats to play this vicious game that they're playing, and Republicans are not fighting back and exposing it. I mean, just look at how Twitter apparently lied to Congress. They say they don't allow for these government actions to, to do this influencing the way that it's described. And sure enough, Twitter was not, not, not only lying to us, they were helping the U.S. government and the CENTCOM and the DOD to do these propaganda, government propaganda accounts. So where is the accountability there, right? That's a, that's a fair question that Republicans should be asking very loudly. But usually we put them back in power, and what do they do? They spend a crap ton of money, they run up the deficit just like the Democrats do, and they don't do half the crap they promised they were going to accomplish. So I, I have to point the finger back at us and say, I can't blame the left for doing this when I know that this is what the left is doing. This is, what, this is their definition of success. Our definition of failure is what they're doing. The Democrats, find me a Democrat that's pissed off tonight that Twitter was doing this to Republicans. You won't find them. They don't exist. All right. God bless you. Merry Christmas to all you guys. I'll see you back here filling in for the great one after Christmas. Don't forget, download the Ben Ferguson podcast. Wherever you get your podcasts, we'll keep in touch on social media as well. 